The Saline Solution presents Naked, the podcast series that pairs it all, real life experiences, how they were dealt with, and the lessons learned. Facing the person in the mirror always makes us check ourselves, accept our past, and guides us to make the decisions that are best for our peace of mind. Are you naked? Here's your host, Saline Griffith. This podcast is for adults 18 years and over. You ain't nothing but a Every man I know is a All you're gonna be is a You ain't nothing but a Hey y'all, what's up? I hope that you are well and ready for episode 2. Today we're talking about all men are what? All men are what? You know that saying that you hear growing up, all men are dogs, all men are what? What are they? I say all men are human because no one was born bad. No one was born with a preconceived notion of what they're going to be in life, if they're going to be a successful person, if they're going to be a fuck up. What they were born with is the two parents who were responsible along with the village to shape their minds and make them into the person who they are. But today, my guest, Garth Boisier, is uh, we had a lovely conversation about how men view women, how women view men, and what we can do as a society to really change that narrative, change that conversation. First of all, I appreciate being on the podcast. I um, I've purposely stayed away from some conversations for a while. Mm-hmm. Some like these, I, I wanted to kind of regroup and get more refocused this year on really being a purpose-driven website and a purpose-driven project. So the DMM project, um, you know, as stated on the website, is to build a bridge between men and girls. So more of let us have these conversations with men create the environment for them to want to share. Because the first thing they think about is judgment. People will judge me if I talk about my feelings, I'm weak, I'm this and that. And, you know, men are all these things. I think the DMN project uh, has a, a deep-rooted meaning for me because a lot of times people see the external and automatically judge what they see. Um, that's even in relationships, good or bad, even mm-hmm. in jobs, and people just judge what they see. So like I remember growing up, people would see me and they would judge me by what they saw. Nobody knew me, nobody didn't talk to me, they didn't know my family, they didn't know I love walks in the mall with my parents as a grown man, uh, and my kids and my sister and her kids. Like They don't know that. They just feel, that's that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think the difference the MN project for me was mainly about trying to create this this platform for people to share or for people to read something relatable um, and be able to see, well, okay, one, I'm not the only person. Mm-hmm. Um, two, some people are able to effectively communicate how they feel about stuff and it not take away from your, uh, air quotes, my, quote, unquote, manlyhood. Right. You know, or or how, how much of a man you are if it is you're able to communicate effectively. And I say communicate effectively instead of saying communicate. Mm, I love it. And I know why you say that. I do know why you say that because there's a vast difference between the two. It's one thing to communicate, 
but to do it effectively, meaning um, you do it in such a way that you can listen to the person that you're communicating with. Uh, you understand yourself in terms of what you're communicating as well. Um, that's very important. And um, you mentioned just now about people who just look at you and formulate an opinion. And I too have gone through that in my entire life because school days. I've got from now is uh, totally uh, evolution, be evolution. Well, of course, we would expect that. Yes. Need, we need that, but um, you know, like, there's funny thing they talk about school because just last week I was talking about like trying to form some type of. I get invited to these these school reunion things, and I haven't been able to go home. Um, so when things kind of get kind of normal, I want to go and, and be right. the one. And I think right, 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 yeah. Because what I was what I was talking about just now is that even throughout my school life, you know, people have been saying, "Oh gosh, she's so pompous," and and I said it's not even that. You know, I was just shy. I was that skinny girl with the thick glasses, the long skinny neck, and everybody laughing at me, calling me turkey. So, you know, you, you, you created that shawl around yourself to say, well, you know what? Actually, someone told me a few years ago, oh, wow, look at, look at the ugly duckle turn into a swan. I was like, oh, what is fuck? Look, <laughs> I think you're a man. But people go, and it's like, I was just leaping her ignorance, but I understand what you're saying in terms of, um, People looking at you, looking at who you are on the outside and formulating an opinion because I get a lot of judgment a lot um, these days. And then people actually get to know me. They say, but wait now, you're not as stuck up as you look. I said, but I don't even think that I look that way. So that communication is is very important. And that is what you were um, just alluding to earlier. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think. I think it's much needed too when people talk about uh, emotions and feelings and, and just the way how their mindset is because everybody has a different perception of everything, you know. Um, but sometimes for us to understand, and it doesn't mean being, it doesn't mean agreeing with them. Eh? Mm-hmm. So, so, so it doesn't mean you agree with them. It just means that you have a better perspective of how they see things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need to agree because we don't have to agree on everything. Trust exactly. me, that's not what the world's about. Exactly. Talking about men, and uh, we would get to mental health just now, but talking about men in general and the, the perception that the world has of, of what a man should be and what you are doing in your work to change that conversation. Let's talk some more about that because we know that it's important these days. We're hearing about domestic violence. We're hearing about um, men committing suicide because they just feel emasculated when they can't do things that simply provide for their families. And um, it's really, really heartbreaking to see and hear about. And oftentimes I would say to people, yeah, you hear about a a domestic violence situation and you, you hear many people talking about Oh, but he's a nasty mess and he do this and he do that. I said, but nobody was born bad though. So something happened along the way. Even when I look at my own father, because we went through a terrible time. He was an alcoholic. So we grew up in our ship. And uh, mm-hmm. I still have, the, I still take the time to understand him because I said nobody was born with the intention to, to cause ill feelings toward anybody else. So something happened along the way. He was 
tempted at some point in his life where he could not uh, express himself. And so that, that was just projected onto us growing up. And I told my siblings, so we can't blame him for that. But at the end of the day, as you grow older, people need to know how to make choices. You know? So, right. So I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. The idea of having to be able to make that choice later on. So, so you know, I, I agree with you. Um, I'll start off by saying I, I don't condone any type of domestic violence, be it towards male or female. Correct. Um, I'll start off with that. Mm-hmm. What I would also add to that is the fact that I totally agree with what you said because I feel as though we have a lot of people who are quick to judge the people in these situations and don't understand that these people do have a problem, right? They, 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 like for anybody to come to that point, like, I mean, I think it was last year, I was just being, att- I, I don't, try not to pay attention too much to the news and all the other things, except for unless it has to do like a mental health thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in Trinidad, I saw a lot of things happening and I reached out to one of my friends and I was like, hey, we need to do something. I think I had invited them on one of the programs I had. And um, I was asking the questions, okay, so these things happen. We see it happening commonly. It's like a big common thing among all these men and these men are going through all these things. They're beaten, they're shooting, then they're committing suicide. Have, have we created a, an environment to help these people? Is there a, a rehab environment? Is there a workshop environment? Is there an educational environment? Mm-hmm. Because we have education, um, sex before marriage. We have education for teen pregnancy. We have education for... Um, abused women, we have education for everything possible except what is the reason behind all this thing happening and, and do we even care to find out? Because yeah. if we just pass judgment, we say he, he, he's a nastiness, like you say, and he do this and he do that and yo, and any man that could kill a woman, he weak, blah, 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 blah. Okay, good. Which is just a macho way of expressing yourself, which is mm-hmm. fine. No judgment. Mm-hmm. But what is the reason or what is the root of that? So like you talk about your dad, my dad is one of the most straight-faced, um, strict, serious people you will know. If you see him down the street, you'll think he's a policeman. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, okay, that man, no play no joke, right? Mm-hmm. As I got older and I got to know him a little bit more because I had to grow up and become a man like him, I realized that he's funny, uh, he's caring, he's responsible, mm-hmm. um, he's very educated and, and very knowledgeable, right? right? Before, right. I just thought he was ass. <laughs> like, I thought he was just strict. He just do nothing. He never wanted to have fun for me inside from playing basketball or football. That's all I knew. Um, mm. And I had to go back and even when I have conversations with my mom and we talk and stuff, I say, listen, sometimes we have to look at w- where they start off. Yeah. And, and what part of their that got hindered uh, or, or got they got derailed to do something else and it kind of made them feel upset at the world because mm. it's not upset at anybody else like, at themselves. What, what was that piece? Like, we have to do more understanding yeah. and a lot less blaming. You know, yeah. and, and this is what we don't have because exactly. there's nothing for these people. There's no rehab for these people. It's like putting somebody in jail and telling them, well, yeah, when they come out of jail, they'll be better. No, they go back to jail. You know, 99% of people who come out of jail, they go right back to jail. Correct. Guess what? It's not rehab. Exactly. They just have them in a hood you know? <laughs> until they get back out. So you, Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Repeat the process. Here he repeated the process with you guys, you know, because he, he taught you what he knew. He can't teach you what you don't know. Correct. You know, and what he needs is to be aggressive, is to be the subway. But we're not trying to get back to the root of the problem. Like I said, there's workshops for everybody. There's yeah. for everybody. And my DMM project is even around is because I was like, 
when I needed help with certain things in my life, it was me and myself. Mm. And yes, I could reach out to my mom. She wouldn't know how it is to be a man. Right. And yes, I could reach out to my dad, but his teachers from before him, what would he learn from? They didn't teach him properly. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being me having to meditation and, and, and isolation and really trying to figure out, well, where am I? And then, like you said, make a choice yeah, to be yeah. different. I wanted to ask you, what, what was the genesis of this whole rebirth process for you as a man and then wanting to extend that to other men? Because obviously, there must have been some sort of a catalyst or an experience in your life that, that, that made you say, hey, is either this or that. So what was that crossroads like for you? Um, catalyst, depression, mm. catalyst, frustration, catalyst, isolation, catalyst, um, uh, failed expectations. So everything I talked about in that, and I just told you about, that was a catalyst behind it. Right. But the, the difference is the catalyst has not been a negative, but turning that into a positive. Of meaning, course. okay, mm-hmm. if I could this and I could vibe this so I could overcome this or I could get back on my feet after these things, there must be somebody out there that's still waiting for somebody to come along and say, hey, I deal with something like that. Not the exact thing because we're not the same. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you should try that. Because in, in your process of trying this, it may not work, but you may find the answer to help you. Right. You know? So and, and we're all here. And I've said this before, even in my writing, before this evolution, I said, we are all here to teach somebody else who of will course. teach somebody else. Yeah, man. Not here for ourselves. I do um like clubs. So I still I'm still in the fitness uh in the fitness arena. So I, I mm-hmm. do consulting, um, more like the club management, fitness management stuff. Uh, I do leadership chronicles, which is more like um trying to help leaders understand the need for for certain qualities of a leader and how mm-hmm. to develop leadership. Uh, the writing is part of that. So what I've done is I've tried to encompass every single thing or, or encapsulate every single thing into what my passion is which is health and wellness but both body and mind nice so, i love so, that yeah stuck with that, stuck with that. Um, yeah. i, I, I said i'm retired from personal training i don't think you could ever retire from personal training eh? exactly yeah i want to step it up into it not just being as a personal trainer so after years of personal training i went into uh, life coaching that type of coaching i went into more counseling like cons- consulting and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and still didn't matter feel i wanted to do like leadership chronicles because i feel as though um, we need help to de- develop this that we have within us um mm-hmm. and, and and it's based on a lot of experience so it's so i, I kind of put all of them together but would you say that your experience was easy though because you talk about your journey and is ongoing everybody's journey is ongoing but was that transition easy for you where okay as a young man you're coming up and you're everything looking nice because on the outside you look good um you have a lot of followers thank you <laughs> so, so sometimes people can get caught up in that people can get caught up in the in the aesthetics and that kind of thing and not worry about what's happening in the mind so it must mean that there was some seed planted in you since you were much smaller when you were a child uh, that 
started to grow and brought you to this place, right? But in terms of other men, men in general that we come across all the time, because we, the general conversation that you hear about men, if it's not just romantic relationships, we talk about um, in terms of the role of fatherhood, we talk about in the, in the workplace, how men are, are treated in the workplace as opposed to how women are treated. And of course, the conversation with women, and how we are now in terms of our place, taking our place in the world and how men are reacting to that conversation. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, especially, I am not an advocate of feminism. Ladies, do cut me. I am not. And I say this because... Get ready. Get ready for some cut. <laughs> the thing is, some women, I think they misunderstand what feminism is. Yes, we are feminists and we are, we are there to support each other. But that doesn't mean we have to etch out the men because everybody has a role in society. Everybody has a role in the world. And so when you come across women talking about, I don't need no man. Man's get real friggin' next when I hear that. Because I say, how are you going to have a child? <laughs> how are you going to get pleased before I can't do it for you? So what's going to happen? And when men actually hear this, when you hear that from a woman, how, how does that make you feel that? Yeah. So, so that, that famous line of, I don't need no man, that, mm -hmm. I like that line. I actually like that a lot. I think um, it tells a lot about you initially. It's like your calling card. So if somebody was to come to me, I met them first time, and just in the conversation, say, I don't need no man. I know that I need to go far away from you as possible, because, which means that you don't understand the dynamic of a working relationship in terms of a partnership. You don't understand the, the dynamic of what my parents have mm. uh, up to now, which mm. everybody has a in any type of organization. So we're in 2021 where partnerships can be between men and women, women and women, men and men, whatever, right? We, so no judgment on that, but everybody has their own. Yes. Yeah. But it just means you do not understand how to with someone and how to work together with somebody to create one main goal, which would be to have success in the home or to, to buy your house. So to like, you just, you from that, I like to hear it up front though, because I feel as though once I know that, I know that I need to stay away from that. Let's look <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Is that you're going to continue walls up for me to keep climbing and keep climbing and keep climbing. And every time I climb over one wall, you'll put the next wall up. So it's, that's, it's just like a waste of energy because we already know what the end result would be with you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so I agree with you. But the, the, like, again, everybody has a group and, and, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, what I do say is that if you continue to talk that way and then complain about not having a successful relationship, you're actually putting out in the universe exactly what you're going to get right back. Exactly. You're going to do it to yourself, literally. And then I oftentimes say, but then how do women expect men to view us and respect us if we behave like that? I, I So many circles that I'm in, when I'm in a conversation, I hear, there is a man, he's supposed to know better. Oh, he's supposed to do this. And he's supposed, I said, what is he supposed to do? Supposed to manage shy just like you, you know? And I oftentimes said, well, maybe that's why, maybe that's why saying you have no man because you're different. <laughs> How dare you understand the male mindset? But even in that situation, we have to think about the fact that like we have to also, so we know we talk about like understanding people, right? And where the root of the thing is. So the reason why, I, like, I don't get upset with people like that. I really want, I'm interested to hear the story because I want to know what it is happened with you mm -hmm. that made you think that this is the only option that you have. 
And if it's based on your past experiences, which could lead to the fact that the past choices of people, let's look back at what your role model was initially. Let's look back at how your family life was. Let's look back at what your idea of a man, one, should look like, should be like, should act like, should sound like, right? Because then you're now basing it based on your experiences. So again, I, I can't with people when they say those type of things i just know i don't want to be around it that's my choice mm-hmm. but when we get about it and i ask the questions they go all the way back and they say well you know this is my example and this is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and i'm like okay well if i'm supposed then that's what you're looking for but isn't it kind of obvious that when you keep looking for these things in people who you've had before in your life that have been uh, part of the failure of it don't you expect the failure to come because now you're just repeating the cycle over yeah. and over again yeah. and you, you're making a difference because you feed it into the cycle. So, I don't need no man. so you tell the man he have no place mm-hmm. and he decides he don't want to be around because I don't have no place. I only have for one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you come to one thing that he can find anywhere, you're upset with him, but you still yeah. don't need him. Mm-hmm. So, 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 it's like a it's like a contradiction of of what it is you need, what it is you want, what you don't want. So you're just totally confused by what your idea of any type of thing is. Yeah. So men will see that as a flag, a red flag. You know, women always have these. But that's a red flag, and that's a red flag. <laughs> men see that they just to a group of women having a glass of wine or doing a pedicure and manicure. Mm-hmm. But they see it like, well, I don't think I need. I, I mean, I'll come through. I'll be around, but I don't have to stick around. Mm. You know, so it, it creates that for them and, and then they, they invite what the result will end up being, which is nothing positive. Exactly, because I oftentimes say, I think this is what birthed the, the, the lack of respect that men have for women. It's like, okay, you just have your own mindset. So, okay, and as you rightfully said, just now, yeah, I come in and take my, again, in the for free, I come in to take it because that's what you say I want. But at the end of the day, I don't have to commit to you because you're seeing about everything yourself. You're making sure and making your yeah. statements. Yeah, woman power. <laughs> and whilst we encourage men to really respect women and uh, look at us as equals, look at us as your partners, I am also an advocate for saying I respect, if I, if I am in a committed relationship, I respect the role of the man in the household. I am not a submissive woman I believe in partnership, but at the same point in time, I will give my man that level of respect to know that you are the head of this household, and so I still look to you. Because I know several households where women wear the pants and they boast about it. But you emasculate your husband, make him feel like shit, and then you're vexed when you go and find somebody on the outside to fill that void, and because that's what happens. That is what happens because guess what? These human beings that we look at as something totally different, they just have needs as well and they don't even know how to communicate with you who you're just there giving them this this talk this talking to or talking down to all the time. They grew up in it once, some of them would have grown up in it. And then you just come in now, oh I say do this and I say, oh you know which as you say with the glass of wine. We'll be going out with a girlfriend with a glass of wine and say, girl, I still need to do this, you know. And I said, but it sounds so bad. It sounds so bad. It's not like I really respect. To them, it doesn't. Normal. It's normal for them. And you know what? I checked back. Many of these same women came from uh, like a single parent household where the mother 
told them, hey, you don't want to depend on no man. Go and get your stuff yourself. So listen, that was all. I wanted to, to touch on that after you finish explaining because I, yeah. I like exactly what So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it comes down to the conversation of, of again, taking it back, right? So like a lot of times when I talk to people, even if we have a conversation, somebody will call me and we'll talk about stuff and I'll say, I'll ask them, okay, so, so let's talk about the why. So why do you think that this person thinks like that, right? Let's trace it back. Cause it's like, it's like DNA, trace it back. Let's trace back your genes. So your mother is a single mother. You are, you are a product of that relationship or, or that family, right? Um, in order for her to be strong to you, she has to show that con- she has to be confident. She has to be a go-getter. She has to make sure she takes care of everything because she's taking care of two people's job. True. Two. Mm-hmm. So as she's doing that now, she have a lot of aggression. She's have a lot of frustration because she's trying her best, which is her best, to make sure that everybody what they need to have, which is supposed to be a job for two people, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how the society has made it. This is the society. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. So now you come out of that and all you hear is, hey, you better go out there and get yourself and don't depend on no man. Now, we, when you keep hearing that over and over and over again, right? And you can brainwash this over and over again. When you become an adult, what you've been taught for your whole life is what you know. That's your experience. So now you now, that's you now creating your own life based on what? Things you don't know? No, mm. things you know that. That's your so that's what you do and a lot of times even when you get into relationships like i remember i mean he might he might call me after this but my son i talked to him and i said i said the relationship that i have with his mom is is, is not normal in terms of not most people could stay friends for years and watch you grow up and and you be so interactive with family regardless of where we are and how we live right mm-hmm. i said and when you meet you have to think about this if you go in there for the expectation of what you see your grandparents have, which is my parents, where they, they, they understand the rules. If you go in looking for this in somebody who comes from a single parent uh, home, I'm not saying it's going to be impossible, but I'm saying it's going to take a lot more understanding from you to understand that person's point of view because you don't know what that is because you come from a different type of home. So now you have to now say, hey, let me look at her and see how she reacted to certain things. I can't upset if she react this way because guess what? That's what she know. So it's your choice if that's where if that's where you want to put yourself because now what do you guys have in common? When you are so accustomed to going to family dinner and we going out as a family, she accustomed to going with her mother or her sister. Mm-hmm. So when you invite her to come to your family, you don't know what to say she like this because guess what? She's not used to that. So you right. have to do more job. You have to also make her feel comfortable around these people who are comfortable in their own skin, you are comfortable with this type of dynamic, she has no idea. So we can't get upset with her, hmm. right? And then that's your choice. So if you choose to go with somebody who's like that, you can introduce them to this different dynamic, but don't be too hard if they don't understand. They don't you understand. Know? And, and this is what it is. You know, because hmm. like my parents have their own role. My dad is a, is a cook, you know, and, and, and back then your mom used to cook and whatever. My, my father is the cook. I know my father cook. I know when he don't cook. <laughs> I grew up knowing, okay, well, daddy cook. All right, cool. Oh, me cook. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. My mother food is bad, but I know when my father cooks because my father is the one that prepares the meals.
But it comes down to really yeah. thinking and analyzing situations. Yeah? Because in my own household, how I grew up, and even now, because I, like the kids' dad and I were not together, uh, we didn't even have a good rapport, which is, I mean, oh God, I would love for that to happen. Because at the end of the day, you have, we both love our kids. So why we can't get along, I don't know. But I guess everything happens in its time. So I'm just leaving it alone. But in my own household growing up, my mom was the breadwinner. And my father was just there, covered home drunk. He had his role as well because there was a good balance. I would not say everything was bad. There was a good balance in our household because even though mommy was the breadwinner, she was already she was also the passive parent because she was tired most of the time. So she would be the one who would be that's the person we would gravitate to. So everything she knows about us, we had a better relationship with her. And I think my father, growing up with two parents who he was not really close to, and then coming into his his own his own home, and uh, you're not um, mind you, my mom gave him his authority figure in the house, eh? even though she was the one making the money. But she gave him that role. I just think he shut it up. But instead yeah. that sort of discipline and fear and I was like, you know, you know you're not your car pocket now because you couldn't get your ass cut. <laughs> that was daddy. Yeah. So we had a good balance because left up to mommy, not that she was that parent who would just let us do anything because mommy wasn't the beat off, but she would be the one to give you a good talking to. And when you have that one-on-one, if you that heart-to-heart, for me, that cuts deeper than when you get a cut killer. And so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you know this, this you don't want to disappoint this person. And so, I found it was a good balance. And uh, there was something I saw in my father that gave me this notion that I need to know more. I need to dig a little deeper. And also for me to realize, I can't blame anybody for what happened in my life. This is part of the journey. This is part of who made Taylor who she is today. And uh, I just want to be able to understand his mindset. We don't have the best relationship now because I told him recently, you chose to give up that role as a father. I said, and you can't come and do it now because I'm in my 40s. So no, we cool. But I understand. And I forgive you. Yeah. And that... I think that did something to him because he started to open up about a whole lot of things that happened in his youth that we never knew about. That explained the behavior. But you see, you took it back to the root of of the thing. So it's not just always the root of the problem, but it's the root of the person. And that's what you have to do. Like You have to go back to the root of the person. Because once you identify that the root of the problem, which means that you're already identified as a problem. Mm -hmm. But the root of the person means that this this affected you. And, and if we don't know how things affect people, we don't know how to deal with them. We don't know how to accept right. them. We don't know how to understand them. And the main part is we don't know how to forgive them. Hmm. So, yeah. like, so these are all things that I feel as though as men, if we are able to communicate, because before the men, like your dad and my dad and, and, and a lot of other people's um, dads, the communication part with them was to tell your mother, your mother tell you, right? What happened with them when they were younger i mean you hear little stories and whatever and as only when i got older i hear some stories about my father and i say like, you lived through all that mm. like you know and you still my eyes are my role model and you still successful you live through all that i didn't even know half of this wow. but the thing is like we were 
really bad in him because, or we would see things that we didn't like because that's all he could show. You know, all he could show is, is this part of offensive. I need to protect myself. Yeah. And that's the next thing too. We react like men do try to protect themselves. Like we act like men do guard their feelings or guard how yeah. yeah. We act like they're just, just in an object at times. And then we want them to show emotion, but be a man. Do this, but, but be, ma- be manly. Mm-hmm. Do this, but make sure you're masculine. Do this, but don't be weak. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, it's a confusion of, of, of do you want us to share stuff? Mm-hmm. Or do you want us to share what you want? But do you think that, because I will share with you as well, uh, my kid's dad, he opened up to me about a lot of things that he went through growing up. And so I understand as well his mindset. Now, he's a very guarded person. You know, um, he will come across as non-communicative. He will come across as non, you know, you, you don't know if you're coming or you're going with him. And I am a very open book. So you could tell that there was friction there. But I told him some time ago, I said, I understand you. You just need to open up. But some people don't know how to do that, God. He, up to this day, I don't think he knows how to let his guards down. Because he spent all his life building it up. My question to you is, when you look around, do you see environments for that? Or how do you see an environment that's made for Like if you so can okay, go we, to we someone for counseling or something? Not just counseling. We, 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 we want to plant a seed, mm-hmm. right? You and I say, hey, let's go plant a seed somewhere. Mm-hmm. We look for what? Fertile soil. Right. For that seed to grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the environment for it to grow. Yeah. There's no environment for be open about how they feel there's no environment for men to go where they're not going to be judged and be less of a man or considered weak or judged for how they feel about certain things there's so many things that men want to communicate effectively to people but that they can't yeah because they're not out to because there's no environment for that um i had a call with um uh sherry ann dixon in england i think last year and this, this doctor, he was talking about some stuff. He talked about his relationship where the wife went with somebody else. So she, oh, years after, he found out that the child that he was loving for years was not his child. We talked about a grown man in his like, 50s. Oh, right? yeah. And we were talking about that type of stuff. And one of the men said, the reason why this is not something that other men will talk about openly is because there's no environment for that. Because once you say that, the first thing you say, boy, you let her fool you for so long. Nah, man. Nah, man. Nah. Mm-hmm. Now, again, again, imagine this man is loving this child, taking care of his family, working every day to make sure he provides, do all yeah. this kind of stuff. And that happened to him. He come and now he take, he wiped that whole family out. Do you know what they will say? He's a monster. Yeah. He's yeah. a monster. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But, it, but again, it comes back to the environment. So like the environment is one of the things the experience is one is and the education. So you have three E's when it comes to this whole thing with the men. You got environment, mm-hmm. where they come, what, what environment they're in to share how they feel. You have the experiences, what they've been taught and that made them a man. And then the education. How are they being educated and how to do anything different than what they've right. been brainwashed to do for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at my son is spending a lot of time with his dad and I'm like, okay, I like this because the male bonding is important. But I'm seeing him becoming, not that his dad is a bad person, but I'm seeing that shelter, that shell being built. 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. I am all for you opening up, you telling me uh, who you are, what's happening. I remember one time he was over at his dad's place and he was in the bathroom crying. My father came in and asked him, what happened to you? So he said, I'm just a little emotional right now. I think it was shortly after my mom passed away or something like that. And he told him, what kind of spiffy thing you get on with you? I don't want to shit on here, boy. And I was like, oh, you can't speak to my son like that. <laughs> I wasn't there when it happened. But I cannot. I, you could only imagine how I behaved when I heard. Because I, I went from zero to 100 on him. Because it's like, you can't come and break down everything that I've been building all this time. Because I want him to open up. But his fear, the father's fear is that he is growing up around all these females because, of course, there's all my sisters and me and his sister. So there's a lot of females around. And he's thinking that he's a little too effeminate. And I'm like, no, he's not at all. We will not allow that. But I want him to understand females. And I had a friend who, um, a classmate of mine, he told me he is a feminist. And people in the class thought that he was gay. And I said, no, 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 no. There's a difference. He's a feminist because he understands females. And he will advocate for females um, in terms of our space in the world and that kind of thing. And I like to be around men like that because to me, that's very masculine. <laughs> to know that you're so sure of yourself that you can now say, I'm a feminist and I'm going to support women um, finding their place in the world. Share for your thoughts on when men, the way that they, they, they review women and the, and the fact that women see the need to be aesthetically perfect as opposed to building character to attract a man. Because I honestly feel, looking at Instagram alone, I honestly feel so many women think it's about what's on the outside because that's all the men seem to be talking about and I'm like, oh, they're good me. I ain't had a kind of first place and I am not going to do that. I'm not interfering what God gave me. So <laughs> what do you think of that? I think with um I think with the introduction of a lot of the social media, you also introduce a lot of comparisons. Right. Mm-hmm. I also think it's very unfair. And, 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 you know, and I think, and I know your mind might be going towards the fact that I say me saying unfair towards the women, mm-hmm. but it's kind of unfair towards men as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I say that is because there are men who are in, in love with people. They like people a certain type of way. They don't need the person that they saw on Instagram. They don't need the person that they saw on Facebook with the swimsuit models thing going on. Um, and then you have those same people who are, are with somebody that they like. They, they enjoy being around them. They, it doesn't matter if you look at Instagram or not. Mm-hmm. But now the pressure doesn't come from the man to the woman. The pressure comes from the woman comparing herself to what she sees, what she thinks he wants. That is true. There's no, that is true. No, there's mm-hmm. no conversation. So what you find is that now you have the man who's like, hey, babe, I love you just how you are. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're lying. Because I see who following you on Instagram. I see who you following. All these fitness gives you for. You can't tell me that this is what you don't like that. And if you say as a man, hey, I, 
yeah, follow me on Instagram and this all. But that would mean I like that. It's not what I want because if that's what you in today's world, if that's what you want, you can find one of those. Mm-hmm. But then you might not be able to find one of those because most of them are photoshopped. Just so you know. But anyhow, so the thing is the conversation of you saying or, or you your affirmation or you you confirming, hey, I don't need that to know. I am good with what I have. She will find something to say that that's not true. Right. So from the time you get that, that push back from somebody too many times, you start asking yourself, wait a minute, maybe she's right. Hmm. Maybe I something that looks like, you know, I don't know, strawberry hmm. 101 at Instagram, I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, maybe that's she's correct because I keep telling her that, that I'm in love with who she is, how she is, she's good. You know, I, you know, I've passed the physical stage of it because the physical stage is always in the beginning, right? Yeah. It's always in the beginning. Now, other side of this is I'm not telling you let yourself go. Now, at the end of the day, men are visual creatures. To me, women are also visual creatures. They just express it differently, right? Okay. But I'm not saying let go. Take care of yourself because this is about you. This is not about me. I need to take care of myself for me. You take care of yourself for you. If we're in a relationship where we understand two people are also going to be visual, we also need to keep ourselves in a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. But most men who are with somebody, they are okay being there. They, they like being there. They enjoy the company. They enjoy the friendship. They built up a, a relationship for so long that it doesn't mean that you need to look like these people. But it also doesn't mean I need to hear from you that that's what I like. Yeah. Especially if I'm with you. You, you keep telling me that's what I like. At some point, I will stop the train and I'll say, okay, <laughs> maybe there's something I'm like. You know what I mean? Because it's in the introduction of social media is just comparison. You compare yourself to everybody's life, what they post. They post a picture on a yacht. It's not their yacht. It's their friend yacht. Mm-hmm. Or they rent a the yacht. You know, you post a picture on the top of some mountain and, you know, have all these quotes. I mean, I, I've, I've been guilty of putting these nice pictures mm-hmm. out there too. Yeah. But I put pictures out where, you know, I, I, and, and, and I, I work to get to this place. I put that up. Yeah. Because I try to help other people. Yeah. This is not... Social media is not for comparison. So with, with women, I think, you know, and, and it's, it sounds silly, but sometimes I think you all have to log off of Instagram and log off of Facebook. I agree Because when you. you constantly see those things, it's doing more for you than it's doing for us as men because we might scroll past half of these people. Oh. You will look at it and say, ooh, because she looking, that's what he like. He like the mm-hmm. small waist. He like the big butt. Like this, like the breast. Like... You you direct everything because by nature, by nature, that's in you, right? Meaning that please. No, no, no. That that you you all are thinkers. Mm-hmm. You all are thinkers and you're, overthinkers. You <laughs> definitely do some yeah. overthinking. Oh my god! <laughs> together, and sometimes you put some stuff that make a lot of sense, but it may not be the way yeah. that somebody else thinks. It may be your perspective. So I think I think a lot of it uh, has to do with the person. If you realize that you, know, you kind of compare yourself a lot to that, sometimes you have to remove that that picture, that visual from your mind. Yeah, and really focus on what you have because once no, you put that there, mm-hmm. you're removing it from what you should be focusing on to something else. Correct, correct. And I think it's a narrative that has been in society from since we were children. And even before that, before we were even born, because you always, we, we see fashion, we see all these different things, but somehow the vision has become skewed because social media has become almost, it's so instant that it has become life. And people 
kind of misconstrue this basic purpose of social media, which is to communicate across, um, you know, across your social circles and that kind of thing. People oftentimes think, oh my God, this is happening now and I have to do this now and I have to be this person right now. Rather than just share who you are. Share who you are and, and, and really um, let people get to know you because especially now with COVID, we, we can't go anywhere. So this is the medium that we have to use. It might be kind of difficult to log off of social media, but I understand what you're saying in terms of wanting to uh, detach from that because it can really take you over, especially if you find that your engagement isn't going up and that kind of thing as well. Not just as women, but people in general who pay a lot of attention to social media. With the fact that we oftentimes hear that men don't want to commit in relationships. Um, what, what, are we, what are we committing to? Tell me, I want to know because at the end of the day, some women think, that, like, okay, let me talk about me. I know that when I meet a man, I look at every one of them as a potential. Potential mm-hmm. for a long-term relationship. It doesn't necessarily have to be a husband but a long-term relationship. And I always try to form friendships quick because I said, even if it doesn't go that way, at least I know I've learned a personality and I've made a friend because that's what we're here for, to connect. And uh, yeah. so you meet somebody and that communication isn't there because we don't usually have upfront conversations about what is your expectation. And I think it's very unfair to ask someone when you now meet them or first three dates, what is your expectation? It's unfair because I don't even know you. So how could you, could you ask me that? Obviously, I would say, but I have no expectation. But then as time goes by and you start interacting and, and developing a, an actual relationship, you find that, okay, I want more. And then this person isn't prepared to give you more. And this is where you have a whole set of rift going on because the communication is broken down. You are afraid, for me, Based on past experiences, I have been like, okay, I am going to say nothing now <laughs> because yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to get messed up. I don't want to say that okay, I'm seeing this, and next thing is the wrong impression I'm having, and I get let down. So, from a male perspective, how do you view females who don't come out and communicate what they want? I think I think going into um, to any type of relationship now is very difficult. Um, yeah. It's very difficult because there's a lot of, of, of um, barriers they're put by both, both male and female, or both, both people relationship, right? Um, I think when, in terms of knowing when somebody's interested and if they're not interested, and I, I mean, the not interested part is easier to find out because you know when somebody's not interested, right? Exactly. Um, in, yeah, in terms of getting to know people and, and, and getting to figure out stuff, I think it just has to do with efforts. It has to do with effort. Um, you know, I, and, and I see a lot of women post about, you know, if a man wants you, he's going to pursue you. And if he wants this, he's going to do that. And, 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 and I, I feel like it's a false way of looking at, at, at anybody that wants something. So, like, if we look back at things that talk about they want, they want uh, to save money to buy a house. The effort comes where you save your money to buy the house. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want... 
to 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 build on a relationship. You'll do the things that you need to build a relationship because the idea is like I want to make sure that this under, this person understands that I care for them, or I, I love them, or mm-hmm. you know I I like how things are going. I want to make it better. So we'll do different things together. Like it don't always have to be romantic. It could be something funny. Yeah. It could be something um, mm-hmm. out of the way, something spontaneous. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you could see that. You could see when somebody's making an effort most of when somebody's making an effort that's right so in terms of of interested or disinterested i feel as though we can be thinking so much along the lines of are you interested or not what's your expectations mm-hmm. i have like a long list of stuff we asked because it takes away from from the, the natural flow of any type of connection uh, right. you look at from the work connection to relationship connection it has to be a process that you have to allow to happen mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you have and you realize, wait a minute, you're not good for me. Like, you may be good for somebody else. You yeah. have a great friendship, but I don't think you're good. You might be one of people I could call and talk to or anything, but I don't feel like you're good for me. Exactly. Um, but I, I think a lot of times the, the pressure of, of are you going to be committed to this relationship or are you not? Or what's your expectation? Mm-hmm. Or do you have an expectation? I think that's what kind of throws off the natural process of, of anybody getting to know anybody. You know, if yeah. you look at some of your close friends, you didn't ask them what their expectation was. It's you know, true. What do you plan to do in the next five years? It is you know, true. year and a half. My friend, if not, walk away now. You know, we, we don't do that. So. This is true. That is so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, so true. I just think that um, in one of my episodes, I said, you know, in terms of relationships, romantic relationships, men don't like labels. Is that true? Would you say that's true? In terms of Say, okay, but, uh, we are in a relationship, or uh, you're my man, or this is my woman. I, I don't think men, I, I really don't think that men like labels. They just like to see where it goes. If we spend a lot of time together, okay, we together. I, I think that's how things are developing these days. I, I, I can't say for sure because I've not really observed anybody like that. I see people in relationships, but I don't know how they made that transition from friendship into relationship. It's a committed relationship. It might have changed over time. Mm-hmm. It might have changed. And I don't know if it has changed. But I feel like um, I feel like the people who don't like the labels are the people who do really plan to stick around that long. If I don't know if that makes sense. So like, yeah, it makes perfect like if sense. You, if, you say, yeah, if you say, hey, this is my girlfriend and, and this, is, this is my boyfriend, that's a label. You know, mm-hmm. so if you not too comfortable with the labels, that you're still trying to figure out what's going on. Like you don't want to label because you're like, I don't know if I'll be here next week or not. So, you know, <laughs> better, you know, Take me the book yeah. release. Just give me the key, and if I can give back the key, like that type of mentality. And I think um, mm-hmm. so. In, if we need to talk about in general, if men like labels, I mean, there are people who like to be in relationships just to say that in a relationship. So they might love labels, mm-hmm. um, as well as that people who say, I don't mind. I like being with you and doing all these things, spending all this time. But you know, I I am still looking around me, like like this is not the end for me. And when you tell people that you hurt their feelings or they say, "Boy, he's a real playboy," like you know, mm-hmm. but. If they be not you, then the label definitely wouldn't fit. So I don't know. That's a tricky question because I don't. I don't mind a label. You know, if I'm in something, I'm in it. So if I'm in it, that's my yeah, label. Yeah. I think I'll be. I'll be more conscious of if I was doing wrong things and have a label on me. Because then it's like, hmm. that's so and so mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. men are, I mean, you are 
celebrating your brothers, you're celebrating your fellow men and, and that kind of thing. Really trying to raise the standard for men. And uh, we do appreciate the work that you're doing because um, there, I'm sure that there are others like you and you connect with them as well, Scott. And mm-hmm. as a female, I have to say that I commend you for it because sometimes you might say, yeah, I got to know. I don't really care about the rest. But you do care about the image and the perception that men have out there. You want to help other men who are having issues with opening up and expressing themselves. And I, I, that is the thing that stood out for me, why I said I definitely have to have God for there on this podcast because it's something that I am an advocate for. And many of my girlfriends would say to me, oh gosh, you'll get on my friggin' Barney, you're like, everybody is your friend. I said, no. At the end of the day, I don't write people off. I don't write people off because men are human beings too. And when you see a man behaving a certain way, it's because we will go to our girlfriend and say, oh gosh, what happened? Talk to me, but you'll never go to your guy friend and really say that. You'll say, you see me? I can't take you at all. And and yeah. it's unfair. It really is unfair. And I really, really do commend you for the work that you're doing and wish you all the success. Best wishes to you with the Dear Men Project. So any um, any comments you want to leave for our listeners before we close off the conversation? Yeah, I, I think um, I think having this type of platform is something that comes with a lot of different pressure because you find like a lot of the support does not come from men. A lot of the support comes from women, actually, mm-hmm. um, who want to figure out to find out or to understand a little bit more who they have in their life and, and how they could understand them better and they could be more productive, it could be more successful. I think, you know, the, my, my, my aim is, is not to uh, only talk to men. The aim mm-hmm. is to talk to the people that are in their lives, like their kids, the, the, their wives, you know, mm-hmm. whoever's in life, that community that they have, right? Because right. at the end of the day, you know, Men, men are us. Men are suffering like everybody else. Men are depressed like everybody else. Especially now, where this, you know, like you talk about people who are the providers. Let's say they lose their job, like yeah. you know, now they're not the provider. I've been, I've been there. I've been mm-hmm. there where that I mm-hmm. have had to be like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, which is part of the catalyst of how the DMN project started. Because I was like, right. when you, you feel so lost, right? Um, the only thing I would say is that if we the environment for anything to grow, it will grow. If yeah. we plant a seed in clay soil and expect it to grow, it's not going to grow. Mm-hmm. And we've continued to plant the seeds of, of nourishment and, and education and, 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 and empathy towards men in clay soil for a long, 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 long mm. time. Everything around men are changing from movements to, um, to, 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 to rallies and, and, and workshops and all these yeah. things are changing for everybody else but men. But at the end of the day, men also have to be accountable for themselves. So it, it's, it's not you're trying to do a project and be like, oh, listen, come on, get a whole band of men. We will walk down Arpita Avenue in Trinidad. And, you know, like that's, that's not the point. The point is that as a man, um, as a man, you will have your idea of what you think a man should be. Everybody's going to have a different idea. But if it is you want to have a successful relationship with anybody and people around you, you have to figure out how to effectively communicate the things that you want and that you need mm-hmm. and don't think that people are mind readers. Yeah. That's what we've had for years. Exactly. To but do you think so that a lot of it do you think that when men start to really take stock of themselves and, and try to open up, do you think they would appreciate the help from females? Or they just want us to understand? Because sometimes some men will say, oh God, okay, come in to take over. 
recommended tell me what to do. And um, you don't want to, you, we don't want to do that. I, was, I shouldn't speak for all women, but I wouldn't certainly want to do that. I, I'd love to see the camaraderie and the brotherhood where men are actually standing up for each other. Um, I think that, would you, wouldn't you say then that that support is better from a man, even though, yes, you're going into the community that the man belongs in because everything is part of the rule, but for the most part, men uplifting men and, and saying, hey, brother, I've got your back. Like, how we females will come together. But if a female were to come now and say, gosh, talk to men now. <laughs> Do you think they'll be comfortable with that? And I know it's a case-by-case case kind of thing, but generally speaking. But, but I wanted to touch on it quickly, what you just said. I think when men break themselves down, mm -hmm. like you said, they open up, they break themselves down. The first thing that most men are going to realize is that they don't like themselves. Hmm. Not anybody. Realize exactly. Exactly. Anybody. Right. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. So the first thing they're going to realize is that they wouldn't. They don't like themselves. Mm -hmm. So they have to now change things about themselves to become a better self. Right. Mm -hmm. Now the people around them are there to support them, not to question them, yeah. not to tell them tell you how to do things and because each person has his own or her own you know individuality so they have their own way of dealing with stuff but i think i think the support does not only have to come from the woman i think it's good to get it from your from your woman or from mm -hmm. that your the people around you like that. Mm -hmm. um but i think it, it, we're so far back that we need everybody's support we need the kids we need mom we need dad we need brother sister we yeah. need girlfriend we need friends from school we need everybody because i think it's, it's hard to it's hard to, to, to break yourself down so much where you have to really figure yourself out and, and you're going to always feel like nobody will understand. You, they'll yeah. always feel like nobody will understand. I can tell you, the first thing you realize, because I did this with myself and I realized I did not like what I was. Hmm. And it took a while to, to understand what I needed to do and, and what I was doing and maybe I was given miscommunication in certain ways and people were looking at it the wrong way. Hmm. And you're not, not even the people being mat like mattering as much because everybody will have opinion. But the opinion of myself, like yeah. I had to figure out who I was and yeah. what I, and that's how, that's why I'm doing this. Like, I would not say I had a, a nice, clean path before me. Trust me, I didn't. Um, but what I would say is that because I've had the opportunity with the people who have stuck around me to change certain things about myself, I right. feel much better now. Mm -hmm. You have to take that as an individual. Um, and that's why, I, that's why I said earlier, the accountability has to come from the man himself and the women have to support that change oh, and it's, it's, it's a change from 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 the cocoon and, and into the mm -hmm. butterfly type of mentality if you want to use that and say it's not going to always look nice yeah it's not going to always look nice and you have to do that because that's where the understanding comes the understanding doesn't come from a scolding it doesn't come from, yeah. from a buff it is from you telling them what to do it just comes from you saying i i understand you're going through a process and if you need something i'm i'm here because i'm thinking of my brother right now it's five of us in my parents marriage and my brother is the second to last, and he's the only boy in the midst of all these females. And uh, <laughs> we, for that reason, we're going to always close because we were closer to mommy, and he was just on his own. Being badgered by daddy's behavior. And then he ended up being the thing that he didn't want to see. He ended up becoming the same way, not a badass, but we're seeing it. And he's at a place now where it's like, he does, we could tell that he doesn't like who he is. So, you know, you're talking about this there, and I'm like, I would love 
I, I hope you would listen to this episode because it's important. He's such a beautiful human being. We know it. And uh, I want him to believe that. I want him to see that. So I want him to really sh- shut off everything, take off all the layers. But why I ask the question about if women get involved in support, because I realize like when we get together and we are there, hey, you know, we hear free one of want to talk and say, he just says, yeah, yeah, no problem. But it's as though he doesn't want that female intervention. He would rather talk to a Uh-huh. You just use the word. It's not ah. an intervention. <laughs> yes, yes, I get you, I get you. <laughs> He's not a crack addict. Yes. Right? So the, the, point, the first point of that is this. He, he does not want your ganging up on him to tell him to change. He wants to be able to change in his mm-hmm. own way and to know that it's important. Right? No, when I say intervention, maybe I use the wrong word because when we get together, it's really to support and say, hey, bro, we love you and everything won't be all right now. And we try to keep it all cool down. <laughs> but it's not to highlight to him his problems, not at all, because he knows. He knows. So we try to really reach him up and tell him all the positive things that we possibly can. But I feel as though, because so many years have passed, and he didn't have that relationship with us, as though we are not the ones to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, I maybe want... You're not, maybe you're not the one maybe, maybe not. Maybe he wanted to look at it, but then you have to t- take into consideration, too, this is years of stuff, and you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is why, like, the DMM project thing, I, I, last year, when I started this thing, I was like, no support, like, hardly any conversation, we would get a couple of things to go on and talk about it. A couple, and I was grateful for every single one we got because it was like, these men don't want nobody to help them. They yeah. feel as though they have it under control. These are the same ones who fill in every void with either women, alcohol, or women and alcohol. Mm. So, so it's like, you don't want to help yourself. So why am I trying to help you? But then I realized that, that if I do, if I start that i i have i'm not understanding that this is years of the same thing that they've been dealing with for yeah. so long and society yeah. has talked so long so i also have to understand the process so if i stop i'm giving up on them rather than being consistent and saying okay hey it might not be this year it might be next year yeah. and you want to talk yeah. about it you want to reach out you want to read the article or you want to read something i went through and you could relate to it then you do that so and that's why I think this year has been so much of a repurpose and a redirection. And, and I even call it the reinvention yeah. um, because I feel like, like, like it's so much to let go of. And we have to understand that we have to let go gradually, mm-hmm. gradually. We have to let go. Yeah. You know, because it's, 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 it's really come up overnight. Mm-hmm. You can't because your dad taught him that. That's what your dad taught like, him. I'm not even knowing that he did. That he, he did. That. Yeah. And would you please actually... They actually have a closer relationship because he moved in with my dad. And I guess whatever that is, whatever magic is happening there because they're like understanding each other now. And I said, look at how God works. He just does, he just does his work and you said, you just go, go along with it. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's what he is. Maybe he yes. that, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So with the DMM project, so do you go to schools and stuff like that? Do you encourage like the younger Guys, that's in the put on the bud kind of thing. You have conversations with young men, like in their early teens. Uh, last year, we we had a couple conversations. Uh, one one time, I actually brought my son on on uh, Instagram Live to talk to him um, mm-hmm. because he had some friends, and and I helped, I helped one of his friends. I don't want to say I 
help one of his friends. His friends messaged me about something and we went through a conversation and I think he, he appreciated the conversation. Right. So one night I had my and I, I definitely believe it starts with them. I think it starts with who they see as role models, mm-hmm. um, who they see as example, um, you know, and, 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 and this idea of what they should become or what they should become a copy of instead of being themselves. So yeah. last year we didn't do much going anywhere because COVID was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the future, we definitely want to do some. And I, I have this, this, I mean, I don't know, Trinidad is where I'm from. I want to, and I'm going to home all the time. And I want to do something home big for like a workshop. I keep talking about something in the universe because I feel as though if I get the right people together, uh, you could do like a men's workshop. I was now about to tell you that we definitely would need that in Trinidad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, and, and I'm being transparent with you. There's a lot of red tape behind half of these things because a lot of these people don't see the purpose in it, you know, yeah. and, and I wouldn't call no name. Um, I saw something really start up really, really nice last year. And, and it was all about these going to schools and it was good conversations and it just died. Like it died a slow. Um, and, and I was really uh, disappointed because of that, because one, I reached out to them earlier and, um, and, and, and I think like I reached mm-hmm. out to them earlier and I realized that we were not on the page when it came to what the purpose or what the aim should be. Um, mm-hmm. And I just left it and I just was watching it and it's non-existent. And I'm okay. like, the problem is not, the problem is, still, the problem is still there. So which means that if you stop there, then your purpose wasn't on purpose. You mm-hmm. were doing it for another reason. Oftentimes, I think we have a tendency to scratch off the surface. We just do things from an organizational standpoint instead of, really getting down in it and doing it from a vocational standpoint. So it would really be something that um, I would encourage you to do in your homeland, of course. <laughs> um, of course, and, uh, of course. Yeah, definitely. Because- I think um, we talked about that, you know, I told you about the leadership part of it. And, and even mm-hmm. with leadership, leadership is about people, not organizations. Correct. Um, and, and, and the project thing is about people and not, like you said, organizations. If I have to fund this thing for myself, and I could do over 20 people. I, that's a successful workshop as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah. um, so it, it, the idea is to get, reach out to these people to do like this type of podcast. I'm really appreciative for these type of things and for you because, you know, like even like these things here that you may feel, okay, you know, it may not reach as many people as mm-hmm. some other person or it may reach many people. Mm-hmm. The idea is if it reaches one person and it helps one person Correct. change, you yep. and I have just, you and I have a successful podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when I get invited to something like this, I, I kind of take it on, um, even though I've come off social media for some time, just to kind of refocus. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good opportunity to start a conversation. And like I said, yeah. if we help one person and you make a difference in them, they you never know how far that could go. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, that's that's what the, that's what the aim of of everything is. Yeah. So. We have quite a few um, young men here, like even in the secondary school. Um, not just academically or sports-wise, you hear them, the way that these young men think and they speak, it's, you're, you're seeing the change taking place. Some, something is happening, and I really want the conversation to just keep growing because while that is happening, you still have what we are accustomed to with the domestic violence, and especially during COVID now, domestic violence is on the rise. Thank you very much, God, for joining us today on the Naked Podcast. We always like to get naked. <laughs> And um, share with us your handles on, uh, so that we would, our listeners can get to reach out to you um, if they, they really want yeah. to continue that conversation with the DMN project and to learn more about your story, your journey. Um, share with us your social media handles. Of course, I'll put it on the, on the podcast um, caption as well. 
Yeah, um, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, DMNproject.com. Mm-hmm. The website is mainly articles where we could have other men related or even people just to relate to the articles on there. Uh, there's other information on there in terms of how to contact me. Um, but just some types of conversation there. Um, I am God Voze on Instagram. The journey is on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm on social media now to kind of post things on purpose. So you'll see a lot more purpose-driven posts uh, on the I am God Voze at Instagram. I think that might be the best way to, to find me and to see yeah. stuff that we're doing, especially with the different projects. Uh, we also actually preview in what the, the articles that I write on the, the website will look like on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've decided not to put the actual article on Instagram as much. Uh, so people could definitely visit the website. The website, the- yeah, and see everything that's there, what the yeah, men project yeah, is about. Yeah, the website is not just for men, it's actually for, for men and people who love them. So you need the inclusion, you need of inclusion. Course. The of solution doesn't have to be by a collective community of people who consider the best, you know, for the best for that person. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, man. hope you enjoyed this conversation and really and truly take part in it uh, by leaving your comments by giving me your feedback uh, we really want to have a conversation like this ongoing right here in trinidad and tobago and of course the world over thank you always to my editing boss babe cam cam Productions for editing for us and uh, make sure to be a good human guys it's raining.